Greetings and salutations, Star Wars fans. I'm Ryan Nilsson, and this is Star Wars News. And yes, we are missing Steph Sabra. She is out on assignment right now, but she will be back. We might even be recording something a little later, talking about more news. But fear not, I am joined by another massive fan of a galaxy far, far away. And we do a couple after shows. We do the Clone Wars after show. She is Rachel Goodman. How are you, Rachel? I'm really excited to be here. We're so, yeah. Oh, it, was, sorry. it was a bit of a last-minute add-on, <laughs> so thank you so much for coming on. Uh, yeah, thank you. I mean, uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm really excited to you know, be on the show, talk about Star Wars, and get into some news. There's lots of exciting things happening right now. So much exciting news. The Just a few other things to Rachel. Rachel's an author. We have done – we did a whole book uh, read-along, like a book club for the Ahsoka Tanu novel. We love Ahsoka. And we also host the Star Wars, the Clone Wars after show on our sister network, After Buzz TV. Uh, she lives and breathes Star Wars, guys. And we're going to be really highlighting Clone Wars because last week the internet exploded with the Siege of Mandalore. The final four episodes yeah. have started and it's the Siege of Mandalore. But Rachel, we have a game here where if it's your first time on the show, we ask some get-to-know-you Star Wars questions. So we're going to start that real quick. And Rachel... Cool. When was the first time you saw Star Wars? Legitimately when I was a baby. Now, the first time I remember, like, actually sitting down and being old enough to appreciate what I was watching, like, 12. And I was like, okay, this is why this movie was always on when I was a kid. But, yeah, no, first time I ever saw it technically. I mean, it was always on when I was a little kid. My dad loved Star Wars, so. So you grew um, up with yeah. it. Yeah. I totally grew up with it, but then, you know, when I really appreciated it and, you know, was sitting, I remember the first time I, I truly watched it, I was like 12 and I went through the whole original trilogy and I was like, okay, I get it now. This is why people love this. This is why this is so amazing. This is why it's so amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah. That, we always loved asking that. Also, do you have a favorite character in the Star Wars pantheon? Uh, okay. Before the sequel trilogy, I would have always said Luke, without a doubt. Like, Luke was always the character I was drawn to, um, and I still love Luke in the sequel trilogies as well. But now, I would also say Ray and Ben Solo. Wow, the Raylo <laughs> dynamic. I know you're a big Raylo yeah, fan. Yeah, nice. I'm a huge Raylo fan, yeah. Sweet. And just the final question, quick one. Uh, do you have a favorite movie in the franchise? Yeah, um, I would have said Empire Strikes Back. Um, now I would say The Last Jedi wow. and Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, A tie. Okay. Yeah. If you had to pick one, which one would it be? Last Jedi. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a I'm little a divisive of... in the comments now. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I also just really, I love Ryan Johnson as a director, too. Yeah. He's one of my favorites. Luke is like Luke plays a prominent role in Last Jedi, so it just had not that he didn't, and obviously he also played a prominent role in the you know originals. But I, I just love that movie with you know everything that Ryan Johnson did with it. Yeah, and I, you know it's it's a divisive film among Star Wars fans, but uh, mm -hmm. we on this show we are fans with open arms. We love everything Star Wars, and uh, from from the movies to the TV shows, and man, they are just ramping up the TV lately. Uh, most exciting of which is our first story, which is more of a just an announcement. Uh, if you aren't watching Star Wars Clone Wars Season 7, 
and you're a Star Wars fan, what are you doing? Because this is <laughs> some of the best stuff out there right now, y'all. Yeah. Uh, season and... seven, which wasn't supposed to happen, Rachel, and now it's the final four episodes. They've been teasing it all along. Siege of Mandalore. And Holy cow. I just want to say, too, like, this is kind of to go along with this. If you have not read it, The Son of Dathomir is all about Maul, and it, it provides a lot of context this is behind the comic what we're book. seeing now. The comic book, it's the yeah. comic book. Yes, it's the comic book. So if you haven't read it, it's on Amazon. I mean, it's everywhere, but you can find it on Amazon. Uh, definitely read it, because um, I just read it right as we were, you know, watching Clone Wars, and right after we watched this, you know, the, the episode we saw last week, I went out and bought it and read through it, and yeah, it answers so much. there's so many yeah there's a lot of great mediums star wars from the written page to obviously the big screen and the small screen but i mean twitter popped off rachel last week and we've been covering this entire season Uh, i think we're eight episodes in so that was the ninth and just everyone sat back and applauded because of the excellence that we saw on screen i mean we did cover it in our after show but just a few things this episode opened with a limited Lucas production logo, just emphasizing George Lucas had his fingerprints on this, and this might be one of the last Star Wars pieces of content we get that now, had George Lucas's fingerprints on it. I looked into that, by the way, mm. and can I tell you what I found out? What'd you find out? That it was not that he was... It wasn't that Lucas had his fingerprints on this. They were just stressing it, mm. that it was not actually... Like, yes, it's a special episode, but they weren't saying that it was being, um, like, specially written by George Lucas. Oh, yeah. I think, I yeah, think yeah, they yeah. were just emphasizing, well, this whole series he's had his, yeah. his fingerprints on. Obviously, Dave Filoni and a bunch of other folk at Lucasfilm are the ones helming this. But, um, I mean, they'll be the first to tell you, including Sam Witwer, who, who voices Darth Maul yeah. and Sidious. He's saying we were getting notes from George all the time. He, he put it in our hands. But I think that's where the term fingerprints comes yeah. into play, where the guy who started all this, he he's involved. Like, he, he was mm-hmm. in the room, and it, it's really cool. And they, they were emphasizing it with that logo. Great point, Rachel. Uh, but then we get the movie main theme to open the episode. That's never happened for Clone Wars. Another piece of emphasis on, yeah, these next four are going to be pretty awesome. <laughs> That's what I took away from it anyway. Yes, how did you feel? Absolutely. Just overall thoughts of that of that episode. Well, what did you? How did you feel? Okay, so you and I talked about this last week, but I'm just gonna repeat. I'm just gonna say this again. Um, what the first thing I noticed was Anakin and how much he mirrored Luke. And obviously, Twitter saw the same thing. We have seen a lot of people posting pictures from TLJ, basically trying to show how, like, at the during the Battle of Crate where Luke is standing a certain way with a specific posture. And they then took a screenshot of Anakin in this last episode. And it was literally like they were mirroring each other. The whole Um, episode was riddled with references like that. Just great Mm -hmm. homages. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And then we saw uh, Kanan Jarrus, AKA Caleb Doom. So I I just, I love rebels too. So I was just, I love that last episode. It really was just a, buffet of nods to things we're familiar with in the Star Wars canon while at the same time just being terrifically awesome in its own right. And I think that was kind of what we walked away from it. A great cliffhanger. You guys, you gotta hop on. Uh, we, I have a list on Absolutely. the AfterBuzz TV website. Episodes you can watch and episodes you can skip. 
you should really watch it all but if you want to just quick watch it we're in quarantine what else you got going on yeah. hop on disney plus get caught up because it was amazing uh but but well, rachel i want to ask I... oh yeah 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 no i'm just gonna add one more thing and i know this is supposed to be news but if you're gonna go back and watch episodes from the clone wars one episode that I highly recommend is the arc with Mortis oh. and especially ghosts of Mortis because we see, I mean, Anna can get to taste of the future and what's going to happen to him, but then we also get a dark side to Ahsoka too. And I feel like it kind of, not that it, not that that was her fault because she was bitten, but we get a taste of the characters going to the dark. And I feel like it really ties in um, with what we're going to see probably in these last three episodes. It's such a great point. I, I think, uh, yeah, there's there's so many great arcs throughout the entire series, and I think this last one we're getting is going to be one of the more special ones. Um, just sticking to the news again, everyone was losing their minds about it. We there was even, well, interestingly enough, animators from the Clone Wars were tweeting out just from all the positive responses they were getting, saying if you want, if you like this, and you want more keep praising the show and we can tell the full rest of the story Rachel does that mean there's a chance we get even more episodes of the Clone Wars I think we are I think I really have I mean first of all there okay we know that Mandalorian did especially well we know that that there's just so much more that they can do with the franchise and they don't have to I mean there's so many different characters that they can kind of go off with. I mean, we know that we have the rumors with Ahsoka, and people are debating what that means exactly if she's getting her own show, or if she's just going to be on Mandalorian Season 2. We're not sure yet. Um, but in terms of the animators saying, you know, hey, if you keep watching them, we'll keep making them. Yeah, I don't think we're done with Clone Wars. Um, I don't know where they're planning on ending, but they... Well, I see- I wanted to ask you this. What storyline that we know of would you like to see get animated if there were more episodes? So I want to see right when Darth Vader becomes Darth Vader. Whoa. Um, because. Okay. okay. Yeah. And we could see um, basically, I'm trying to think of his name, but Hero's father. Um, we could see him on his mission and everything that he kind of went through. And we could see the struggle of Anakin, who is now Darth Vader, but newly Darth Vader, as he, I, I don't, I think that we would see Darth Vader still struggling with the light, especially in the beginning, even I, though he's turned, even so though he's turned. Would but, you say you would like to see it? Would you like to see the, the scene from Revenge of the Sith just like redone? Is that what you're kind of referring to? No, like um, after Revenge of the Sith. So right, a, a, more after. like a, a post actually seeing you know we saw the fall of the separatists in Revenge of the Sith you would like to see the clones and and I guess like the other planets of the separatists kind of falling like the real end of the clone war commencing on other planets and and with Darth Vader at the helm of that exactly yeah and just kind of seeing more of his struggle because I feel like that's what right now like they've done it in books but we don't fully get what he went through right after he became Darth Vader. Um, and by that, I don't, I mean, after everything on Mustafar, I mean, after he wakes up in the suit and he's now forced to this, you know, apparatus. I, I agree. I think that'd be a really cool thing to see. We might get some of that, you know, at the end of this season, we don't know quite yet. Um, I know of an arc that we got a book from called Dark Disciple with Asajj Ventress that I would love to see 
uh, put to the small screen, although I think the book was phenomenal. And I, I would just want more, I think, is, is what I'm saying. I don't know if we're going to get anything better than these last four, but yeah. I just think, hey, people are realizing, like, wow, this is really good. And if, even if it's another spinoff series, um, I'd be into that with a similar animation style. Um, just moving yeah. on to um, some other news and just kind of ending the Clone Wars conversation. Again, guys, the next episode drops tonight <laughs> at midnight, and Rachel and I are doing an after show for it tomorrow, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Eastern. We're going to have one of our uh, one of my friends, Frankie Altieri, who actually used to work for our sister network, After Buzz, massive Clone Wars fans, so stay tuned for that, you guys. But uh, we could not be more excited about Clone Wars. Um, yeah. But speaking of TV... I... Oh, yeah, what were you going to say? I just want to say one final thing. I was trying to think of the book. It just came to me. Lords of the Sith is mm. the book that I would like to see. In, I loved that book. I would like to see it. So actually, you finally read you know, it. I would like to see it in. I didn't a, know you read it. I did. I, I recommended I this did. one to Rachel. I Rachel did. was like, which, I listened to the audio book. Oh my gosh. We got to tell, we got, so Rachel was yeah. like, which book yeah. would you recommend the most? I was like, Lords of the Sith. You've got to read that one. And the audio book's amazing. I didn't know you read it. And Yeah. It's so great. I, well, yeah, I listened to the audio book. So yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, that's a great amazing. pick. I'd love to oh. see that put to the small screen. Um, staying on TV, yeah. big news came out yesterday. The head of Russian doll, Leslie Headland, it's announced that we're going to get another Star Wars series from her. Uh, it's a female-driven series that's in the works for Disney+. Plus. Um, couple things I find really interesting about this, but I would love to actually get Rachel's opinion on this first. What was your reaction to this announcement? Well, I'm, I appreciate when we are focused on female characters, especially it, especially in a, well, here's the thing with star Wars, I feel like they've already done a lot in the way they've already carved the way for this to happen. This is the way, um, if we look at Ray, if we look at, yeah, if we look at Sabine, if we look at, you know, we, we've seen a lot of very strong female characters. And so I think that this is the next step. And to have a female-driven cast, female-driven plot, I think is an excellent idea. And I'd love to see what they do with it. Does this mean that Ahsoka is going to be in this? Maybe. But I think either way, whether we're seeing Ahsoka or a whole set of new characters, um, I think that fans, I feel like fans will be open to it the way that fans were open to Rebels. Uh, yeah. But, I, you know, we didn't really know those. Yeah. And, and, you know, we don't, there's no other details about what it's going to be about, who's in it. Really, all the the report says is co-creator Russian Doll is running it, the show running it, and it's, it's her show. And also, it's going to be female driven. You know, I found this to be an interesting well, also announcement, just because it, most time we've we've had so many Star Wars shows announced, and we've gotten one so far. It was Mandalorian. Obi One's been pushed. Yeah. We just got Mandalorian season three talked about, which we'll talk yeah. about a little later. Uh, they're talking about you know this this other movie, Rogue which, One, the, the prequel, the Rogue One prequel series. Like, what is? There's all this stuff being announced, and we're seeing some for headway. A, what were you gonna say? No, just for a while. I mean, it's never been confirmed, but for a while, Ryan Johnson. There were rumors about him doing a new sequel or a, a trilogy. new trilogy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, yeah. on the one hand, I, I I'm not gonna lie. My first reaction was. You know, I, I want to start seeing these other projects before we get another thing announced. But at the same time, we're in quarantine. 
and who knows when everything's going to get filmed. I'm just happy this is a franchise that's actively putting things in development as opposed to canceling things off. So I am excited about that. I found it interesting that they were really emphasizing a focus on gender for this new series, like specifically saying that this is a female driven live action Star Wars series, but no other details. And there's some Um, weird uproar about that online that I didn't quite understand. Yeah, I don't understand that either. Um, I will say that some of the people I talk to who are like, you know, from a different generation, they, they were not too pleased with them focusing on a female driven Star Wars show, but I'm all for it, and I'm I'm very happy that they're going with this, and um, I I can't wait to see it if it does come to fruition. I will say this: yeah. I have been just from like outside Star Wars news. I was listening to For the Love of Scotland, which was a uh, fundraiser that um, people there were a bunch of people in Scotland doing the show on YouTube, and a few of the people who got on, like James McAvoy said that they, they've they been especially busy in quarantine writing. And so I'm bringing this up because my guess is that if they are saying this, that it extends to people who are writing for Star Wars as well, which is why we might start to hear that there are a lot of other shows that are coming to um, pass because so many people are at home writing and working on projects um, with all the time that we have. Yeah, I, I think this is the time to be writing. This is the time yeah. to get everything yeah. figured out. And I think yeah. that's, what, that's what they're doing with the Obi-Wan series. That's what they're doing with this Cassian Andor series. And now they're even putting this third one. I, I think the story emphasizes on, you know, Disney's loving the Star Wars reaction on Disney+. Plus. From all accounts, Mandalorian was yeah. a massive success. It's yes. now Clone Wars, just with last week's episode alone, getting that visceral reaction. Everyone was buzzing about it. Like, that is... There was just this this energy in the Star Wars mythos air that like you just don't see that often lately, and I, I think that they're they're leaning in. So I'm I'm psyched about the announcement. I think Russian Doll is like a really exciting show. I need to finish it. Um, it was it's amazing. Yeah, I, that's another thing is that she this this show was incredible. Yeah. Where I feel like it any any show that she creates, we're we're in the right hands having her like she yeah there couldn't be. A better person to be, you know, leading a female-driven show. And I, I hope that this story is somewhere else in the Star Wars canon. Like, I hope it's not a spinoff from something we already know. I, I'm digging Mandalorian from that regard, and I, I hope we get something maybe from the High Republic era because that's we're getting the books in, mm-hmm. in the fall, and, and hopefully it's something around there. Um, so I, I'm I'm all positivity on this story. I think this is only good news. Just more Star Wars. Yeah. That's more fun for me. Um, going to one other TV story we had, Mandalorian already renewed for season three. They finished filming season two earlier this year. We're going to be getting it in the fall. Season three is already in the works. I had a big question for you on this. We know Ahsoka Tanu is making an appearance in season two. Do you think just from pure speculation, we're going to get more of her in season three? Okay, so this is my, from what I know, this, okay, one, I know the end of Rebels, and I know that at the end of Rebels, she's going off to find Ezra. Mm. So then my, and that obviously is right when the Empire has fallen, which brings us right around the time of Mandalorian. So if we're going to see her in Mandalorian, 
my guess is that she's still on this quest to find Ezra or, you know, somehow just kind of, you know, bumped in. Bumped into her, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but like they bumped into into her in route and, but that's what, that's what her goal is at this point. Mm. But we also know that by the time we get to the events of Tross, she has passed away. So right. I'm, this is what I'm thinking is that they want to finish that arc with Ahsoka and that they might show how she, her character comes to an end. Mm. And so we might see her in two and three. Do you think we're going to see her in three? You know, I think her involvement in season two is minimal. I think we're going to get her yeah. for an episode or two, you know, I, and I don't even know if it's going to be for the entire episode. I think it's going to be just a few scenes here. Awesome nod to the fans. But I think just reading the air, taking the temperature of the Star Wars fans, this is a character that is just firing all cylinders right now. Everyone loves her. Uh, that, that, that has watched Clone Wars has loves her, that has watched Rebels loves her, read the book. And yeah. just the reaction from when they cast Rosario Dawson, everyone was just more excited that we were getting the character in the show than the casting of Rosario Dawson herself. Yeah, uh, so exactly. I, I think that this is pointing in the right direction that they are just so confident in this show. They they love the writing team. We're getting this docu-series on season one on May 4th. And I, I just think that, yeah, already start in season three. You have the time. Um, we're, we're in quarantine. Why not? So I, I do think we're going to get her in, in Mandalorian. And I don't think it would make sense to do another a spinoff of Ahsoka, which was my next question for you. Would you, would you want a whole entire separate show for Ahsoka or would you be all right with just seeing how her story plays out in shows like the Mandalorian or a Cassian Andor series? What I really want is the rumor that rebels is going to have another season to be true so that we could see Ahsoka finish the storyline with Ezra. Um, I would not be against Ahsoka getting her own show in a live action show, you know, series, Mm -hmm. but I would, if they don't address where we left off in Rebels, some, there's a part of me that's going to always feel unfulfilled because yeah. that was such a cliffhanger. So that's really what I want is to see what happens to her, what happens to Ezra, how we end up at the end of Tross where Ezra's still alive and Ahsoka is presumably not. I That's what I, that's the, those are the questions. I, I have a similar feeling that you do with that i personally would prefer getting series on other characters than her Uh, because we already got the ahsoka series it's called the clone wars you know that that is her series uh she's on the cover of it of all of it and so you know i i I think I, i also just think it'd be it would behoove them to invest more money into to new properties you know this was a character who obviously very popular but not that popular amongst the masses she might become popular after we see her in live action but it's only really to the clone wars fans and people might be a little lost if they get this announcement of hey here's this character that the majority of her stories in these animated shows that a lot of people sadly might not watch and i just don't think it would be disney to invest in a show like that but i would love to see to answer these questions like maybe when we see her in mandalorian She's with Ezra, and it's like, boom, that we got our answer there, and now there's more story for her. Uh, so, you know what I would love? If they did create a, a spinoff for Ahsoka, I think that they could, but they would just have to, the writing would just have to be stellar. Mm. Like, for example, with Mandalorian, you know, obviously no one knew that character, brand new, 
Um, like there, there wasn't even, there was no fan base, you know, of that particular character because they were just writing him in, Mm -hmm. but the writing was so strong. And we had baby Yoda, even though I don't (laughs) like that name because his name is not Yoda, (laughs) but but the whole thing is that it was written. So, um, like there were so many callbacks in Mandalorian to westerns from the 50s and 60s right. and there were so many like classic moments that just you know like it, the writing it was just everything was on point about it i think if they are going to do a spin-off with ahsoka it has to be the same way so that you can draw in the people who don't know who she is who are watching just because it's star wars right um and that would be that would be the best way to handle it so like treat her almost like she is a brand new character even though we know she's not it's 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 funny because I think if we ever got some kind of spinoff series, another one, I think it would be animated. Just just because the core audience yeah. of that character is from these animated shows, I think she can yeah. build one in live action with Mandalorian. But it's never going to beat the masses that already love her in animation. But speaking I of agree. the live action Mandalorian, we're getting this this docu series on May fourth. And May 4th is just not going to even disappoint us this year. We're getting the finale of Star Wars, The Clone Wars, with the Siege of Mandalore then. And we're also getting this docuseries, which from my understanding, it's all eight at once, which is awesome. And they released another trailer for today, just behind the scenes. It's featuring all the directors. You got Deborah Chow. You got your Rick Famuyiwa. uh, You got your John Favreau, Dave Filoni. Like, they're all there. And, and Taika Waititi, of course. I find this to be so interesting. One, they shot so many behind the scenes. It's not just going to be a short little documentary like they did for Rise of Skywalker and the movies. They shot eight hours worth of behind the scenes. And they, it looks like they kind of structured it around the directors. Yeah. What is your excitement for this, Rachel? And is there a certain director that you're, more, you're most interested to see behind the scenes of? Uh, any of it honestly um so just like for example when they released everything um when they just released tross i watched through the entire behind the scenes so they could it could be any director i just want to see it <laughs> that's how i yeah. feel about it <laughs> it's if it's star wars behind the scene like um for just for example empire dreams um which is on amazon which is the behind the scenes with george lucas and oh, how he made the originals plug. yeah amazing if you have not seen that you should see it <laughs> there are just so many things about it like but that's the thing is that i will watch any behind the scenes of any star wars show film animated series like it doesn't matter i will watch it i am here for it um i'm just excited that Do we're you, getting is there it. a certain aspect you're most excited to see like i want to know how they referred to baby yoda on set i want to know what like how taika directed um, that scene with like the land speeder guys i wish that we could get copies of those scripts i know it will never <laughs> happen but i would like to see what the character name actually is if it's like I don't know, this is so random, but like Eric in Phantom of the Opera, he's the Phantom. You would never know his name, but he does have a name, and it's Eric. Well, what is Baby Yoda's real name? Because his, it can't be Yoda. Like, he is not, like, he isn't Yoda. <laughs> I, I, you know, and I bet they didn't even, I bet they didn't even reveal the real name to people on set. Yeah. I bet, but I wonder if they had a code name similar to how they think they referred to Empire Strikes Back as Blue Harvest. Like, that was the secret uh, code name yeah. when they were filming it. What was the the Baby Yoda codename? Was it just the well, child? Who knows? 
it probably the child, I would guess. Um, the other thing is they have to know, I'm sure they already do, who the child is in relation to, I don't even know if it is, if the child is related to Yoda. It, we don't know. Yeah. It's a great question. I, and I love how that is something we were wondering about this show. Like what a good yeah. mystery to, to just keep us on the interest seat for. And I, I love that they never answered it. But they haven't in season one anyway. Well, and I, I think that's brilliant. <laughs> I do too. And I, I've proclaimed my admiration for this director so many times, especially on our Mandalorian after show, also on AfterBuzz TV. Deborah Chow. Deborah Chow was is the first female and and uh, an Asian uh, director to direct a live action Star Wars. And she was, by all accounts, her episodes were everyone's favorite that were in this past season of Mandalorian. I actually had the pleasure of meeting her last year and she was like the nicest person gave like such great advice and was just talking about her time on set saying like it was star Wars. It was, it was the coolest thing. She's directed so much good TV from Westworld to better call Saul. And now she is apparently helming this Obi-Wan series. I cannot wait to see her behind the scenes. I want to show, I want, I want the world to just fall even more in love with Deborah Chow. I'm on the Deborah Chow train. Um, we're winding down here, Rachel. So just uh, the final topic here before we got to go. And again, thank you so much for filling in. Rachel, again, was a last minute addition and she's crushing it. We got to have her back on. I love, this is fun. It's so I can talk about stories all day. Yeah. Likewise. <laughs> do, do the people at home have about 10 hours? <laughs> yes. We'll have to do one that's like an all day trivia yeah. thing and raise a ton of money for for something uh so this yeah. is this is ending on a bit of a, like a sour note but there was some there's always news about the rise of skywalker each week and mm-hmm. whether it's a cast member talking behind the scenes or talking out of school uh we got the lowest profit of disney's trilogies to date um the rise of skywalker was the lowest for for the Star Wars films. It ranked number nine on Deadline's 2019 Most Valuable Blockbuster Tournament, um, meaning, you know, the films make a certain amount of money while they're in theaters, and then once they're put out in DVD, like, how much is it going to have a staying power? Are people going to consistently watch The Rise of Skywalker? And as of right now, it's it hasn't gotten the same repeated viewing the other more recent films in the franchise have. Uh, as well as John Boyega saying yeah. Nargle. He won't shut up about Star Wars, by the way. I have, I, I follow him. I have a lot of thoughts on John he, Boyega. He admitted so, yeah. disappointment this week in the film. What are your yeah. thoughts, Rachel? Okay, first of all, I'm sure you guys talked about this back when it happened. But I think what, I don't want to say anything negative, but I think what left a sour note in my mouth is when John Boyega took comments from fans and was editing himself punching and kicking them <laughs> in a video. I was like, okay, I, I understand, but like we all, even even if you are not a celebrity, everyone gets negative comments online. That is just how it is. That is the way people are. His response to it, I was like, okay, that's that's interesting. Not how a lot of people would have handled that. But so it left a sour note in my mouth. Um, I know that even early on, he was very critical about the Raylo kiss, which I understand, like, nothing, I understand why people would have their comments about that. As much as I appreciated the storyline and I am a Raylo, I also see the other side to it. So I'm not criticizing him for that, but um, his way of going about it is what I'm kind of questioning. And so for him to outwardly 
say certain things on Twitter about the movie. Um, there, it's kind of like there's a way if you are someone, if you're an actor in a project, any project, whether it's Star Wars or anything else, there's a certain respect you have to have for the project. And I feel like John is crossing that line. Even Daisy, who came out and said a couple things about Tross, she said it in a more diplomatic way, um, I, I feel, than the way that John's handling it on Twitter. You know, okay, a lot of interesting points there. Uh, and we, we did cover the John Boyega Instagram comment video yeah. we put together. We, we actually have always praised whoever editing team he has. They're really impressive because he puts <laughs> a lot of these videos yeah. out. You know, I actually, just to play devil's advocate a little. Yeah, um, of course. I thought that, you know, Star Wars fans, like, it's, it's interesting to... to say you know every celebrity has like the haters they have uh, native commenters i would say star wars is a little bit of a different scenario in that the fandom's so big it ranges between so many decades of fans that and they're and they're extreme like talking star wars a lot of people will say it's just as as complicated as talking about politics like it is a it's 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 a little bit of like a a tightrope you gotta walk i think there are, you know, I think there, there are a lot of negative fans out there, and sometimes they're just louder than the positive fans. I do think there are more positive than negative in, in total, but the negative ones are loud. And, mm-hmm. you know, episode eight, they got a lot of flack, um, although a lot of people have grown to love it. They got a, a ton what? of hatred out there, and nine is the same thing. I think that it was a bit of a, a fun, playful thing he was doing where he was just kind of like, guys, you can comment like all this negative stuff you want. I'm going to defend this. What I actually find that's weird, though, is now that he's... The statement he made this week saying he was disappointed in the film. Now it's making me look back at those and be like, oh, well, I mean, I thought I actually thought that was a cool angle he was going on. It's like deflecting the negativity, but now it's almost like he's feeding into it. Yeah, and, and my thing with him is that he's kind of, without directly, before he's come out with this, saying he was disappointed, he had made a lot of other implied comments that made it sound like he wasn't too thrilled with what had happened, um, just overall. And I understand, like, I mean, everyone's entitled to their opinion, so I can't, it's like I said before, I am not necessarily against an actor saying that they, you know, their thoughts on a movie, but there's a certain way to do it. And I just, as I watch him on Twitter, I'm like, okay, like it should, I just question a lot of the ways that he goes about doing this. Yeah. I mean, I, um, at the end of the day, sometimes it's better just to leave certain things unsaid because you're going yeah. to isolate fans, like regardless of, of, you know, what I say, like he, he left that, that's our taste in your mouth. And yeah, yeah, although yeah. even, although I, didn't have an issue with with it the the fact that he did anything at all or he was saying anything about the movie he said something so you're Mm -hmm. gonna get a reaction whenever you say something um but yeah i I agree i was more um concerned about his reaction to the fans commenting than i was about his initial comments (laughs) yeah that's a good good thing to clarify yeah uh i agree um it's 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 an interesting fandom out there but i can't wait to see people's reaction to clone wars tonight rachel we're out of time we gotta get out of here um thank you again so much for coming on the show can you tell everyone where they can find you on social media and everywhere else yeah um so i'm rachel goodman you can find me on twitter at rach goodman you can also find me on my author instagram account at rachel radner author i'm also on twitter on the author account as well at rachel radner 
And um, yeah, you can pretty much find me anywhere on social media, either at Rach Goodman or at Rachel Rogers. And you guys, big shout out to Steph Sabra. You can find her at Steph Sabra Steez on Twitter um, and Steph Sabra on Instagram. Uh, I know she, just life was getting crazy today for her. So everyone just send Steph all the love you can. Tweet at her just like yeah. some, some hands, some high fives, some knuckle touches. Uh, we're wishing the force is with her today. Uh, but you can find me at Ryan Nilsson on Instagram and at Ryan Nilsson on Twitter. That's at Ryan Nilsson, R-Y-N-I-L-S-E-N. And, of course, Rachel and I tomorrow, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time for the Clone Wars After Show. Be with us. Comment below your thoughts. Give us a rating on iTunes. Five stars. It's going to help us rise in the ranks for the iTunes podcast listeners. Thank you so much again, and wash your hands. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.